This drink, I like it. I know, it's great, right? Another! What is going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Film on Tap, where we've got the tap that never runs out. And as always, I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, Andres, and we've got a special guest this week. We've got his lovely fiance, Jen Kemp, the wonderful Jen Kemp. What are names? <laughs> what are names? Jeez. Can you tell I filmed this after work on a Monday night? <laughs> More importantly, after you've seen possibly one of the best cinematic experiences He wanted ever. to do it last night right after. I'm like, you're Yeah, I was like, no shot, buddy. <laughs> no, no, listen. We, I, we, we didn't sleep, though. We just kind of like, we were both sitting there scrolling, looking at everything about Dune. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, at least I got your name right the first time. It was only on the Echo that I got it wrong. <laughs> It doesn't oh, yeah. matter. We'll change it soon. Yeah, we'll, we'll fix it in post. We'll fix it in post. It's fine. Um, yeah, we actually finally locked down a venue today. So, yeah. oh, yeah. congratulations! Yeah. Look at that! <laughs> Look at that! <laughs> but Jen, thank you for coming onto the show. Uh, Nancy unfortunately was unavailable for this episode, so it's great to have you fill in and add your unique perspective on the things we're going to be talking about today. And we've got a fun show. It may not be the most loaded show, but oh man, are we going to be talking about some movies? One movie in particular that we're all very, very excited to go in depth with so without further ado let's get into today's show we got a couple trailers to talk about right off of the bat the first trailer is the trailer for the new video game adaptation of borderlands which stars kate blanchett kevin hart and some other people in a pretty damn solid cast now i've never played borderlands i don't know if you guys have ever played the game um, but i'm curious what you thought of this trailer if you have or have not played the game and if you just think it looks like a good movie so let's, let's start with you jen where, where, where are we feeling here yeah, I have never played the game. I have like a passing knowledge. It this is one of those games that looks like a lot of other things, honestly. So like uh -huh. I probably have meshed <laughs> it with several other games in my mind. Uh, but just the fact that Kate Blanchett is here is intriguing to me. <laughs> not not to say that like that's makes it impossible to right. like fail, but like like she apparently Eli Roth and her and Jack Black got along after the what the house. All right, Jack Black was the other one. Yeah. <laughs> Never saw it, but like it's a, it's a different kind of vibe for Eli Roth now. So I don't know quite where he's gonna land with this one. So mm -hmm. it, I, it's it's intriguing, but I'm not excited for it. But it, it's it's not a good sign when you have like not one but two like bathroom jokes yeah. in your trailer <laughs> in the first trailer so that's already putting me off a little bit and that's getting more into the the children's vibe which is probably correct honestly at this day and age of like any kind of video game movie which is weird to say mm -hmm. but yeah i'm not really excited but good for kate blanchett getting out there and having fun she yeah. seems to be digging it so that's good yep. <laughs> all right andres where were you on this one well I've actually played um, all the games. I'm actually a really oh, big fan okay. of the Borderlands franchise. <laughs> it's it's one. Tell us about the world. Yes. Well, it mm. is. Paint is a I, 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 I shit you not. This all takes place on a world called Pandora. All right, oh. guys. Oh man, <laughs> this is literally the same year that was Avatar that came oh, the out. Same one. Okay. It was the same year. It was like the summer before Avatar came out. That Borderlands okay. came out. It was like, oh, was okay, all right. It took a really long time to make Avatar, so I'm like, who actually did it first? But it's like it probably took just as long for James Cameron to make Avatar as it does for video game designers to do all that shit. So who knows? So that's the original idea. Who took the name of the jewelry place first? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but but the the thing about the games is that it's very much just it's sort of the epitome of just a time waster, where it's like, oh, you could just spend hours just blasting away stuff and literally collecting weapons like it's is it just like an open world shooter or pretty is there a pretty story much line? there is a storyline that somewhat um covers everything all together but without going into any spoilers whatsoever because it would probably be the best the best twist in history if they actually do do what they do in the first game and then you're just like oh they're actually going to do that but without saying too much um yeah, uh, I don't know, but the style and everything about the trailer so far, I don't, I don't know. Odd. It feels off. It feels like it feels it like wanted... it's trying to be Dungeons and Dragons. That's what it feels. Oh, like. Oh, everything to... should be trying to be Dungeons and Dragons. So if that 
succeeded in that. I'd I mean, it's trying to do the yeah. same thing. There's some sort of yeah. heist. There's a group of misfits. It's got like, you know, a cover of like a pop song or some yeah, other pop song. Have, like, I don't know. We all have mental issues or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're all, like, we're all right. fucked up and weird, but we work well together. Like, it's just, like, <laughs> it's just the other, doing one of those. Yeah, yeah. But the other thing about this movie too, is that um, it's, it's out there so far that this movie went through a lot of production issues. They shot this three years ago, guys. Like, does this, that mean like during the pandemic? It was it was like one of the first things that went into production yet after the pandemic. Uh. And Eli Roth shot Thanksgiving after this, and apparently, mm. like, like it's just been kind of just been in trouble in the post room for so long that they even had uh, what's his name. Um, uh, was it da- no David Leach? Uh, one, one of the oh. one of the John? No, 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 no. Sorry, the other one. No, no, no. Uh, St- the Stileski. No, 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 no. I, I confused it with uh, Tim. Tim Miller is the guy who directed Terminator, uh, um, Terminator Dark Fate, and Deadpool. They had him come in to do all the action scenes to kind of clean it up. And even he's like, he's not stoked about it either. Uh-huh. Like, like uh-huh. he was doing an interview and someone was like, um, "Can you talk about Borderlands?" He was like. Next question. <laughs> so yeah, so I, I I don't know, but I'm I'm still going to be there. I'm going to go check it out. But you know, my mm-hmm. expectations are low. But again, my expectations were kind of low for Thanksgiving a little bit, and you know, it surprised me here and there. Yeah. Wow, you've put my expectations in the dirt. I know, right? <laughs> That's what Jesus happens Christ. when you see how the sausage is made. The more made, I guys. learn, the less I like. I know, Jesus. But uh, yeah, I mean, like. Jen, I've never played the games. I just all I remember is just seeing the cover of like that like crazy guy just going like yeah, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. like whatever. And I remember I just I looked at it, I was like, no part of me wants to play this game. I don't know what this is. I want no part of it. Um, but yeah, I remember the games coming out and people going crazy for them. But I didn't They're know fun. anything about them. I mean, it, it's like a po- it's like post apocalyptic kind of right, yeah. like yeah. in that kind of like wasteland kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's pretty much like a much more um, fun version of Fallout. Like, like not not much more like in terms of gameplay, but in terms of like, oh, it's a funny, more comedic version of the apocalypse more than anything else. Comedic, mm-hmm. comedic. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, the games are funnier than this, well, than this sure. trailer. <laughs> well, I mean, they literally spent almost like thirty seconds with Jack Black's robot, like yeah, like pissing, yeah. like mm-hmm. like I don't know, like things I, I i it was just like it was so much time of a trailer spent on a joke that didn't work no. <laughs> just like even yeah. with jack black giving it his all but yeah i don't know the tone of this trailer it's a little bit off i mean look i love kate blanchett i'm happy she's having fun and i'm not gonna lie she looks great yeah. <laughs> she looks fan- yeah. it looks fantastic but i do think someone younger should probably avoid this role if i'm being honest like it just looks <laughs> it looks a little cosplay to me yeah. Very. um uh and kevin hart no <laughs> like, I, like i'm sorry don't get me wrong i like kevin hart in a comedy but I, he just feels like out of place here it just looks like he's just being kevin hart when i just felt like this should have been a different um actor I, eh, whatever it feels like they're setting him up to almost be a, like the straight man yeah of the group well, which is weird well, well yeah, that's the thing is that Roland is it. the straight man of the group so why would you pick so- kevin hart i don't know <laughs> Yeah, they, they try to cast against type, I guess. I don't know. It's just like I I watched this trailer and I pretty much like felt nothing. Um, but you know, like I remember when I, when I watched the Dungeons and Dragons trailer, I, I didn't think it looked like amazing, and then it ended up being one of the most fun movies of last year. So you never know; it could yeah. be a pleasant yep. surprise. He gave me a sense of impending doom as soon as we finished watching because I hadn't like I knew it came out, but I hadn't seen it yet. And as soon as it ended, I was like, okay. And he's like, get ready to see that in front of every single movie now until it comes out. Yes. I'm like, oh no, because, I'm already sick of it. Like just the yeah. thought of seeing it every time. No, I, I, the, I think the trailer that I'm the most sick of right now is freaking uh, Fall Guy. Oh my god! I see, oh, I see it. In, I see it in yeah, front of every movie I see now. I'm like, at this point, I don't even want to see. <laughs> Oh man! Like, but, oh but, my God. but the other thing that's worrying about Borderlands, it doesn't even have a release date. Oh, it doesn't. No, it just. Really? Says, you think it might not even be this year? It, there's a chance it might not even be this year. There's a chance they might just dump it. <laughs> wow, Mr. Positivity, Ray of Sunshine. <laughs> listen, Christ. listen, listen! I'm taking you. I'm taking you to Arrakis, and we're coming back. All right, guys. Fine. Yeah, just hold on. <laughs> just, just hold on to it. Well, yeah. So I think it's safe to say none of us are really too jazzed about this trailer. But uh, yeah, it's it's going to be something when it comes out. It's a movie that is coming out. 
Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Question mark. Uh, we'll see, I guess. Uh, Let's just say the Crow remake has a date. I mean, so Borderlands many things, does not. <laughs> so many things have left this year mm-hmm. that it's like, put it out this year, honestly, because yeah. it's kind of empty. It's like a wasteland. And what are they a wasteland? So, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, while well, speaking of The Crow remake and speaking of Bill Skarsgård, who is going to be starring in that remake, talk about segues. <laughs> we're we're going to be talking about the new trailer for Boy Kills World, which is hitting theaters this April. We got our first trailer this past week, and I am excited about April, everybody. I am so <laughs> pumped. I didn't realize how stacked April is shaping up to be. I mean, so many movies I want to see coming out in April, and this movie, I can 100% say, is one of them. This looks so unique. This looks so like mm-hmm. fresh and different. It looks like a cool role for Bill Skarsgård who's playing this mute who has the voice of Bob from Bob's Burgers. <laughs> H. John Benjamin is head. Which the way I was like, how are they going to justify this voice? And as soon as they showed it, I was like, oh, that's perfect. <laughs> I was like, yep. that's absolutely yep. perfect. And then you have you know the action sequences which look very fun, unique. You know, some people will probably say John Wick esque because it looks cool. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm so sold on this one. I think this could be a great time. It'll probably bomb in theaters, but I cannot wait to see this thing. What about you guys? Yeah, I'm looking forward to this one as well. I mean, like, I mean, again, just the just the added little like thing of having a protagonist who is deaf and also, um, or no, or no, he's a mute, right? Or yeah, he's yeah, mute. I think he, he yeah, he, he can hear, he but he can't talk. When he was a kid. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, so yeah. So I was yeah, right. He's there mute. we go. Either way, he's mute. So, yeah. <laughs> Either way, he's mute, and having him, having him, just like voiced by somebody who doesn't fit the at all. The, like, 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 <laughs> like, 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 so like talk about having a voice that doesn't fit the the <laughs> actor, but it makes sense, and you just can't help but just like laugh at it. There was also a. Um, a small little R-rated clip that went out that IGN posted up. That, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah and and it, and it more gives the vibe of the of the comedy more than the action. And I'm like, you know what? I I can I can kind of get on board with this a little bit. So you know, so I'm I'm excited. I'll I'll definitely check this out. Yeah, Jen? like that 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 was my initial <laughs> thought too. Of uh, like, I'm kind of glad they released the clip because as soon as like the the trailer gets into the premise of like he is not going to speak this entire time you're going to get h john benjamin yelling at you the entire time so i was i initially was like oh this is a perfect role for bill skarsgård because he is very expressive with everything that he does so he He is easily going to like be able to convey he could do it without the voice so the combination Mm -hmm. of the two that's what my initial like my thought was oh how is that dynamic going to work so they released that clip to kind of give you a little taste and yeah it's gonna be really interesting uh, but there's a lot of interesting people in this. Like I see Charlotte Copley, like I'm a big fan. Oh, Whenever he shows up yeah, yeah. and he showed up in there and then um, Famke Jansen seems yeah. to be like the big bad, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, oh, what's her name? She's she's Mary from Downton Abbey is in there with a gun. And, and she, if you have seen Downton Abbey, she's such a bitch. So like I'm excited so to fits, see her be her. a villain. So <laughs> now, well, who, who's think, the other guy? I know he's a big martial arts guy. They're, oh, I forget his name. I've been trying to think about it as you, you guys have been really fast. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was a very quick cut kind of uh, trailer, so it was oh, it's like it's going to bother me now. Oh yeah, because he thought that the boy that was playing him, Bill Skarsgård's character as a young child was like he's like was that Daphne Keene? I'm like no, <laughs> but, but I was like no, but I'm not sure. So back it up. Uh, yeah. but no. <laughs> and then it's just like no, it's just a oh, very Andrew very... Koji. That's the guy. Okay. That's oh yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> but yeah, but like we kind of rewind it. I'm like oh no, he just. That kid just has a very expressive. He just, yeah, he has the, he has he has a, the same good, like angry face yes, that like X twenty one. The world has. has wronged me, and now I will wrong everyone else. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I think you're correct that it's probably going to do much better on streaming and VOD than in the theaters. Uh, but I think it's going to find an audience. I think it's a nice little niche kind of action movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely looks like, like, it's, like, the, uh, could be like a upgrade. cult classic. It'll be the upgrade of twenty twenty four. Oh, I love yeah. that's upgrade. what I think. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of like loony bonkers like action movies like i love movies like this like this one i don't know if you guys ever saw like guns akimbo with daniel radcliffe that like definitely yeah yeah that one's a lot of fun (laughs) that one's really fun or like upgrade just like movies like that where it's just kind of like taking like a very (laughs) like wild almost sci-fi like premise and just kind of going bonkers with it i love it i mean i'm really looking forward to this weird to see him ripped though because, like, you see the rest of his brothers and everything, and they yeah. are, like, these hulking specimens. And <laughs> even though he clearly has, like, done the work 
Uh, he's still like so tall and gangly that it's like it's really interesting to watch him <laughs> he kick feels, ass. So he honestly. feels like the younger brother of the bunch. Yeah. He feels like. So, yeah. I don't know. It's an interesting family. <laughs> interesting family. It's also going to be interesting to see exactly what will be harder for Jen to believe: yeah. the fact that H. John Benjamin is the voice in his head, or that he is in shape. <laughs> <laughs> See, that, that was the other thing too. Like, as soon as we were done with this trailer, I was like, "Listen, I love Benjamin, but he's one of those rare actors or voiceover actors that has had such longevity in this yeah. in this industry by playing one voice." And yeah. I don't know too many other actors that have done that. Like, he doesn't modulate. He doesn't well, because do anything. They don't want him to. They are yeah. hiring him to be H. John Benjamin. But I what did like, like, he put a little flair on it when they, I love that shot where he says, like, the player won, win. Oh, oh yeah. Like, he, he put a little bit of spin on it, but it's clearly they are hiring him to do his voice. So, mm-hmm. props I to mean, him. I mean, if it ain't broke. So yeah. <laughs> now, 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 keep in mind, I love uh, John H. Benjamin. H. John, H. John Benjamin. Benjamin. I, Correct. Reverse. I reverse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, goodness. But, yeah. yeah, but yeah, so I, I think I think we're all looking forward to it. It looks like a really good time. Um, yeah, but April, I mean, you got that movie. You have Abigail. Um, oh, what's the, I feel like I'm blanking on the other ones that are coming out. Um, there, there's just far too many of them right now. Like April is crazy. Yeah. It's a lot. We'll add them in post right here. Right, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no, no. We, we could do this live. Let's go for it. April 2024 <laughs> movie releases. No, we're not going to let this be I'm a dangling thread. Cool. That's not how this works. Uh, jo- July. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters okay. is March. So you got Monkey Man. So Can't wait for that. Yeah. Which one? Yeah, when does Monkey Man come out? Monkey Man comes out, uh, says April 5th. Oh, see, that's yeah, that going to be interesting because they're, they're kind of going after the same demographic. So... I yeah. feel like Monkey Man's going to have the push just because Jordan Peele's on the on the, oh, God, yeah. the title, yeah. even though he's just kind of throwing money at a good idea, which <laughs> yeah. great. Yeah, uh, I mean, good. I think that will cannibalize. Unfortunately, Boy Kills World. Yeah, I mean, it, it probably will, but who who knows? We've seen Barbenheimer take off, so maybe there's room for both. Yeah, maybe April. there's room for both. That was then, a moment we'll never say. have. That. Yeah. <laughs> don't tell that to the studio <laughs> <laughs> let's see you have monkey man you have civil war which looks like it could be interesting oh um abigail like i said that's my most anticipated i'm excited so about far. abigail which I a, can't we, wait. when we were going to see dune there was like a new poster that's like up above and like she's wearing her tutu and she's all blood splatters oh, cool. i can't wait love Great it poster <laughs> but i know you guys can't wait for uh rebel moon too <laughs> We still haven't watched the I, first one. <laughs> why, why, why do I need to spend my time watching that when freaking Zack Snyder has said, oh, this is not my definitive R-rated cut of the movie. Um, I'm like, so wait a minute. So there's going to be another cut? All right. All right like, I'll, I'll wait. Just, I'm, I'm just going to wait until until the dust settles yeah. and that's it. And I'm going to watch whatever is out there. <laughs> I just don't understand why, if you're going to put it on Netflix, why wouldn't you just release the cut that you want initially? <laughs> Because they're clearly trying, they're cl- like Netflix was truly was. We have the clearly- Zack Snyder cut. <laughs> they, they, no, they they want to do the Zack Snyder cut uh, thing all yeah, over again. True. And Ugh. and and here I am, like I like Zack Snyder. I mean, hell, I got a freaking poster of Man of Steel in my background right here, so I like his stuff. But man, just what is going on by this point now, guys? But anyway, that's I, I didn't mean rant. to uh, pour salt in a wound. I didn't know it was there. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Would you like some tissues? You want to talk about it? Really sit down? Really? No, you can, no, you can pour some spice in that wound. How's that? Oh, I see. Oh, you're oh, really trying to force that segue now? Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> all right, guy. Let's finally get to what you want to do, and that is we're going to be talking Dune Part Two, people. The movie's finally hitting theaters this Friday. Uh, the three of us got a chance to see the you know fan first IMAX screening of Dune Part Two, um, the sequel to. Uh, Denis Villeneuve's Dune, which hit theaters, you know, two or three years ago. And, oh man, we've been anticipating this one. It was originally supposed to come out, I think, this past, like, October, but got pushed back because of the writer strike and the actor strike. Um, so, finally, 
it is here. We have seen it. We're going to be talking spoilers. We're going to be going very in-depth. So if you have not seen the movie, I repeat, if you have not seen Dune Part 2, please do not continue watching or listening to this video because you will be spoiled. And that will be sad for you, but we will not feel pity because we warned you. So mm -hmm. there you go. But please come back once come back. you've seen yes, the movie. Yes, please come back after you've seen the movie because this will be a lively, informative discussion. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, let's let's not even let's not waste any time. Let's dive into this. Let's just give our general thoughts before we go crazy into spoiler territory. What did we think of Dune Part Two? Take it away. You go. There first. you go. In a Jen. word, in a word, epic. Like this, like I'm like we we were big fans of Dune Part One. If it's we just say Part One, but yeah, it is Part One. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I still love that boss move that he put at the end of Part One. I'm saying this is Part One. I dare you to like not give me money for Part Two. So I'm very glad that they did. Uh, this enhances everything I loved about the first part. The cast is phenomenal. Every like, I feel like everyone from the last one gets a chance to shine even more. And then all the newcomers blend in so well and just visually stunning. It is a feast. Like it is just gorgeous shot after shot. There's so many individual takes that could like be posters on every single wall. It is just fantastic. And Hans Zimmer is insane Ooh. like i love <laughs> the hook from from one and when they do feed it back in in here like they they know to kind of wait and then hit it right at the perfect moment but the new the new score is so good and everything is just magical and thank god for this movie because we have been struggling in 2024 honestly, <laughs> you've been struggling struggling <laughs> so 2024 was a desert and dune has come and it is our messiah and hopefully we'll get messiah soon oh yeah yeah all right. Andres, where are we feeling? Uh, okay. There are very few experiences in my life where I've seen a movie and okay. I know oh, here comes the big what space. I'm watching. <laughs> what I'm watching is a freaking is a freaking masterpiece and a work of art. Like I got the same feeling coming out of Dune Part Two that I did when I saw The Dark Knight back in two thousand eight, where I went, damn, it is gonna be a long time before I see something this good again. I mean as a huge sci-fi fan and also as a big fan of Dune itself. Yeah. I mean, hell, I got the popcorn bucket right here, guys. You got the popcorn bucket like a month ago. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, I when feel like you're so down, excited to say you have the popcorn bucket yes, and you shouldn't be this excited to say you have the popcorn also, bucket. <laughs> he does have three figures. As, no, four figures for Dune already. Like, bought, yeah. before the wait, movie. Wait, hold on, wait, Jen. Hand him the popcorn bucket. I just want to see how big he smiles when he has it in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> I did take a picture when we took it. Is it um, in the room? It is in the yeah, room. Yeah, it's it in the room. Right, can we put this to the test? I just want to see what happens. Yes. <laughs> I didn't realize it was a metal bucket until I heard someone eating out of it, by the way. Look at it. it looks like I figured it was a fucking Christmas. <laughs> But there were he literally, so many like, he did the people. whole like shy kid thing, like he's about to get like the yeah. best gift in the world. Yay. People were You're buying this a lot it. last night. Like there yeah. were a lot. And when I sat down, the guy next to me was so excited. Oh god. He literally <laughs> was like trying to get the people going. Like he like before oh Nicole showed up, he's like, Is everyone excited for dude? And he had his bucket, he was very excited. Mm -hmm. And I when we sat down, he's like, Are you guys excited? I was like, We already have our bucket at home. Yeah. So I was like, do not judge like judge. We are we are nerds here. Oh yes, yes, so, yeah. no, absolutely. I asked it. I said, "Do you want to bring this bucket?" Like, it's, it, you can't eat popcorn out of it, though. It's it's kind of hard. You have to like lube like, it up with actually, butter. Like, yeah. if that you was a poor choice of words. Phrasing, popcorn, <laughs> phrasing, it knocks phrasing, the popcorn dude. out of your hand. So, <laughs> I, re I already know exactly what the clip he's going to use for this episode. Oh, is. Uh, dude, it's already done. I actually already <laughs> edited it. It's already online. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, oh, I'm so glad I did that. <laughs> there you go <laughs> okay this so you were saying we're saying but yeah no it's it's one of those rare let's take this away take take it away <laughs> he, he definitely didn't want you to Final look into the, yeah. <laughs> in, what, what you see from the bucket from what the bucket sees of you jesus <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness but yeah like it's doom part two is one of those movies that i agree wholeheartedly with jen where it is just it's, it's tough to put into words as soon as you come out of it where you're like, man, everything about that was so well done. And as, as a fan of the book itself, everything that they changed, they change a lot. And yet none of the stuff that they changed, I had a problem with. I was like, 
you know what? It makes sense to cut that. It makes sense to change that. It makes sense to turn around certain things and also just bring out an aspect that comes out later on yeah. in future titles. Knowing there's only going to be three movies. Yeah, exactly. So your timeline has changed. Absolutely. So. And it's it, it, very few adaptations come this close to perfection, I think. And this one just does it effortlessly. I think this is absolutely Velvenu's masterpiece. And he is, I, I will say it to, I will say it right now. He's probably the best working sci-fi director that we have right yeah. now. Oh, yeah. Arrival, Blade Runner. I mean, the first, the two Dune movies. I mean, like who has a track record like that? I mean, it's just spectacular. And go see it in IMAX. I mean, I, I dragged her to go see uh, Doom Part you didn't 1. Drag me. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, the, the, the second that Doom Part 1 was out, I was like, babe, can we go see Doom Part 1 in IMAX? See, when he <laughs> says in IMAX, it is, it is a bit of a chore because we go to regular IMAX, but then we go to the real IMAX that is a, what, hour 15 drive from here Yikes. to go to Jordan's <laughs> furniture with the butt kicker sound system in the seats and the big, the biggest screen on the, the Eastern seaboard, or whatever screen. the hell it is. So like, and yes, we did the drive and, but it was definitely worth it because, and I like the minute we got out of this last night, I was like, I can't wait to see it there because it like the sandworms shake the whole theater. And like, we were getting it in this theater, just like a regular yeah. theater with oh, IMAX yeah. screen. So I'm like, I cannot wait to experience all of the action in that kind of situation. Mm -hmm. If you went to 40X, you'd die. I think you'd break oh, a bone. God. <laughs> oh, you'd God. You'd be smelling oh. nothing but cinnamon all throughout that movie. You'd probably freaking to leave with a back problem. The <laughs> <laughs> oh, Yo, yeah. movie was great, but my back's fucking shot. <laughs> <laughs> Just take oh. him out on the stretch and be like, <laughs> yeah, don't forget to bring a catheter with you when you go see this movie, right? Which, oh my goodness, he was like, "Can I make a still suit?" <laughs> oh my god! See, so you know how how excited the anticipation I was for this movie, and this movie just completely blew them all away. Yeah. So there you go. Well, guys. we were worried because it was like fan screening and it's such a long movie we're like are there gonna be trailers or not yeah we so have trailers. Trailers. I, I was pissed so all we of a sudden trailers. i went to him i was like don't you want to go to the bathroom before the movie and he's like yeah and like he ran and i texted him of like there's trailers don't worry but because it's like a big building that the reception isn't good he didn't get it so he came sprinting back <laughs> oh, in he, that, and that's just code for he didn't wash his hands <laughs> No, 100%. I did waste yeah. some of the water, you guys. You keep Megan. You were like, what did I miss? I'm like, literally, this is still the first trailer. He's like, calm down. And he was like sitting there. He's like, I got to breathe. No, I was pissed because I would have like taken my time to get there if I'd known there was going to be trailers because I thought it was just going to start straight at seven. Yeah. And I was pissed when I got like 15 minutes of coming attractions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was definitely shorter than the normal. Yeah, it was definitely shorter. Nicole, but yeah. still, it was, mm -hmm. it was still enough to get people down. So that's good. <laughs> I think the funniest part about how many trailers AMC shows is that I'll look at the people around me and I'll just see them gradually get more aggravated. Yes. <laughs> each trailer. Yes. So like Especially if I see the, the watcher there, trailer, you know, there's like that blank screen in between trailers where people have like hope, like, Oh, maybe this will be it. And then another green screen pops up and I'll, yeah. I see like the woman next to me like, Oh, fuck it. No, we like <laughs> the, regular, the, the closest theater that we go to a lot. Like, I feel like there's a general demographic there of like guys in their like forties and fifties. Mm -hmm. And, like they will out loud be like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> like all this, like, I feel like it every happens every time. No, because AMC, it's like 20 to 25 minutes. I timed it. It tends to be yeah. 22 minutes of yeah. our theater. Yeah. yeah. That's what like, I always time it out where like I'm pretty much maybe come in on the last trailer and then the movie starts. Like it's yeah. just I remember one time they like decided randomly to just like have only 10 minutes of coming attractions. I was like, yo, fuck you. <laughs> that's that's when AMC was trying to was trying to get people to go to the movie as soon as on possible time. on time because they're like, you never know if you get a movie that's like five minutes of trailers or 25 minutes of trailers. Yeah. So, yeah, just be consistent. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, Tom, what did you think of, you this, think of <laughs> this great movie? <laughs> oh, Dune. Um, so, love the first film. Uh, thought it was absolutely terrific. Even though it did, in some ways, definitely feel like a part one of a story, I do feel like it was still very satisfying on its own, where I was very, very excited to see a part two. I was very happy we got a part two, because the first movie took a little while to become really popular and successful to a point where now, like when, with the new one coming out, there's genuine excitement, and it feels like this one's going to do much better. Um, 
But I had sky high expectations going to this movie. <laughs> I was beyond excited. I mean, Villeneuve's track record is insane. You're just waiting for the guy to like take a swing and a miss at this point. And it's just bonkers when you see him hit another freaking home run out of the park. But Dune 2 is insane. It's insanely good. It just on several occasions, I audibly just said, wow. Yeah. <laughs> like like, like yeah. literally came out of my mouth or like just the sound design the score something in a performance you know just the storytelling just so many things in this movie work that shouldn't work that should be a disaster and yeah. yet everything comes together so perfectly so flawlessly where it just it takes everything i had problems with in the first film remedies all of those it gives the characters who i thought got shortchanged in the first one plenty more screen time where they're now they're developed it gives all the new people plenty of screen time to make their presence felt and it gives these great arcs to the characters that were very prominent in the first film you know like uh timothy chalamet's character in particular you know paul who i feel like got a huge journey in this film and that i thought yes. chalamet sold yeah. so well i mean the performances in this movie are phenomenal and honestly i do think this is my favorite timothy chalamet performance i've he's given many a good performance oh. i think he's a very solid actor but this was the first performance of his that like genuinely gave me chills on mm -hmm. several instances which i'll definitely get into but performance is incredible i mean i just think the holy trinity in sci-fi filmmaking right now is greg fraser as is the cinematographer hans Zimmer Ooh. with the score and villeneuve at the helm i just feel like in terms of a sci-fi film you're not going to get a better trio than those three they work so harmoniously together where it's just like you don't know where one of their brilliance ends and the next begins. Like, it's mm -hmm. just insane. I mean, this one is one of the most gorgeous looking sci-fi films you'll ever see in your life. It's one of the best sounding sci-fi films you'll ever see in your life. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, if you're going to see this movie, don't do yourself the disservice of just seeing it in ordinary theaters. See this in IMAX. It begs to be seen in IMAX. It works best in IMAX. So absolutely see this on the biggest screen possible with the best sound system possible and just get ready for it to knock your fucking socks off. Like it's just incredible. But it's not just the spectacle of it all that really impressed me. It's just how well the story is told, the character arcs, how it feels so complete as a story with room for more at the end where I felt like it would definitely felt like more of a meal than the first film where I just feel like even for a movie that's three hours almost, it just breezes by perfectly yeah. paced. Like I wanted more. Like I honestly could have watched another yeah. hour mm -hmm. of this movie. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's it? Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 this, like is the, this is what Martin Scorsese wanted Killers of the Flower Moon to feel like. <laughs> 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 like let's put it that way. My Lord. Um, but yeah, I absolutely love loved it i think it's one of, one of the best not only sci-fi sequels ever but i just think it's just one of the best sequels i've ever seen and a lot of these statements seem like hyperbole but we're not the only people saying these things plenty of people feel similarly and i think it's justified oh yeah absolutely and for any <laughs> the one funny thing that i've seen so far across all of twitter for people who have not necessarily had as much enthusiasm for this movie that we've had it's always been the same response and silence. on twitter it's it's everyone saying silence <laughs> i mean i mean just just to even get to that point now where in sort of the zeitgeist where that is now like like oh using the voice is something that people know about now and yep. it's something that was revealed so many times in the trailers and yeah. yet when it happened in our theater it, oh my god people, even more chills even more yeah. chills oh, yeah. that oh that's probably god. still like yeah. one of my favorite the moments the Jesuit's reaction abomination abomination <laughs> i love that so <laughs> much. Yeah, we felt so like good. she was like shrinking into like a doll <laughs> Yeah. She was like, oh my God, what have she I done? She rocked her to her core. It was fantastic. No, anytime the voice is used, it just like chills so me to good. the bone. Like just, yeah. oh, the sound design on that is always so flawless. Yeah. Because yeah. like, like I, I was never a big fan of the original adaptation. Uh, I refuse to watch it. It just looks was, so laughably bad. That's the thing. Now that we've seen I'm like, I kind of want to go back and watch oh, it Oh, no. God's my, my dad was a big fan. He loved that movie. He loves really cheesy stuff. He read the books, so he liked the books. But he, he liked the movie because it was cheesy. Mm -hmm. um, but like, that's one of the things that would turn me off is the voice is so the shield technology yeah. is like yeah. yeah and um the baron is just so hideous <laughs> and ridiculous With to boils. look at so i never took in any of like the story elements and which like honestly this movie it feels like it is so easy to digest while also being incredibly complex it feels like the amount of character interactions and relationships and motivations it's like they took like three seasons of game of thrones kind of content oh God, yeah. and managed to shove it into one film and not have it be confusing so it is a that's like a huge accomplishment 
of this movie is both great for like the hardcore nerds and everyone that loved Dune Part One. And but at the same time, you could come in and just enjoy it for the action blockbuster like spectacle that it is. The mm-hmm. the whole sequence, once again, each both of these movies have a sequence where they take down a harvester and it is some of like the best shot and like court like oh. It's so good. Like, no, like I feel like Villeneuve is like the. I feel like he's like the master of the shot of like a character like running in the foreground, and, and, then, and then you see a ship falling stuff. from the sky yeah. in the background. And every yeah. time I'm like, why does this work for me? It works every, every time. time. <laughs> they do it like five times in this movie, but it works yeah. every time. I don't care. And in both radically different set pieces as well. Too, even though it's it, they both involve a harvester, they're both just they're like, completely different. Yeah, completely different. So now and, it's now you're getting the side of the fremen. So it's yeah. like you're getting boots on the ground, and it, it's much more like guerrilla style warfare. And it's just, see, I want to know, is, is it Denny that like, is the vehicles? Cause the vehicles are like my, like, I am a sucker for a good original looking sci-fi vehicle or ship or what have you. And there's so many beautiful ones in both of these films. So I'm like, did that come from him? Is there some production designer? Is there some (laughs) model person? I don't know who deserves the credit, but every single one of the vehicles in this, I freaking love. I think it's a combination of both Denny and his production designer and the writer as well, because the writer, what, like, it's, it's such an infamous story where it's like, no, the writer couldn't get a single job in Hollywood. And then all of a sudden, you know, he kept getting rewritten and getting phased out of all his scripts. Like apparently he was one of the original writers on Prometheus and his original draft is fantastic. And then his just gets completely gutted and then they're like oh yeah it's Damon Lindelof with the main credit and it's like it's like yeah like that dude John Spates is his name and uh also just the massive gargantuan task of adapting one of the most dense sci-fi stories in history and then also just one of those things where it's also nonsense technology so yeah you have to like make it look like it actually works yeah and and the other difficult thing is that dune has influenced everything going forward i mean like you look at bits of star wars it's there you look at bits of freaking blade runner and it's there as well like there's so many things that have permeated and kind of just been taken from Dune that there you run the risk of making this adaptation and then people going, uh, I've well, seen it. I've seen it before. Why, 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 why do we need to care? And probably one of the biggest examples of that is freaking John Carter of Mars. Yes. Like it's one of those things where it was people who were so in love with the material, but didn't show exactly what was so special about that to a modern audience. And mm-hmm. this movie does that in, in spades it's it's well when your main character is a confederate soldier in this but then at the same time (laughs) paul atreides is essentially hitler so like like oh he's he's essentially yeah the the microcore the when they (laughs) open the nuclear safe and the emblem is essentially like the third reich eagle i'm like oh they're going there okay yeah Nah, man. I mean, I like when I was watching this movie, I'm like, this is literally like watching Anakin turn into Darth Vader, but like he knows that he's going to do it and he voluntarily does it because he feels like that's what he has to do. When Anakin almost feels like helpless and he doesn't even know he's about to turn into one of the, you know, most evil villains in all of the galaxy. But it's almost like this time, like with Paul, he's like conscious of it. And that's what makes him so terrifying. But also what makes the character is so interesting to watch is that like there's light and dark. He's a hero. He's also a villain. He's a hero slowly progressively becoming more and more of a villain. And Chalamet just crushes it, especially when, especially when, you know, he's tapping into that darker side and where that transition is slowly happening. Chalamet just becomes absolutely chilling where if Messiah does get made, it's going to be one hell of a fucking performance. Yes. Oh yeah. And Messiah from everything I've read so far about Messiah, it's just, um, Velvenuve was very, very concerned about the portrayal of Paul Atreides in this film. And he was like, I want to make it clear. He is not, not a hero. A good guy. Yeah. He's not a good guy. <laughs> and that's also the reason why um, Frank Herbert actually made Doom Messiah is yeah. because everyone took the wrong thing from that first book. And he's like, all right, I've got to make a sequel because yeah. no one got no one got the theme of I'm trying to get ahead. Yeah. Of it. But at the yeah. same time, you know that some people are, are still not going to quite get there. And then again, there might be some people like he was right because that's the world we live in now. 
But yeah, like Timothy Chalamet became a man before our very eyes <laughs> in this film. Like I, he was in part one, I was still not quite sold. I was like, he's still like, but that was the character at the time. It's like, he is yeah. a boy. He is a boy being thrust into like the whole ruling kind of class. And he's still studying. Like he's still a child essentially. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But this film, like when he has that, he I like it, it's almost like over the top a little bit too much <laughs> but I'm so on board for it where like they use this shot in the trailer where like the worms are just completely frolicking behind him as he enters into oh, the yeah. south to see the fun the fundamentalist but when he goes into the the circle of leaders or whatever and just like starts connecting every single I'm like oh this oh. Is, he is completely in control and I love that he had that line of like whoever can destroy the world they have the power and everything and he yeah. admits that at the end of that's my plan it's like oh i could just blow up the planet yeah so i guess i'm in charge <laughs> so. yeah and and i could blow up all all the source of spice the most the most valuable substance yeah. in all the universe yeah, it and it's at the tip of my Screw fingers it. right now it's <laughs> crazy oh. I, I i still think i think the most chilling thing he does in the movie that literally like it happened. I was like, okay, he really is a fucking great actor. It's like when he wins that battle against Austin Butler's uh, Fade Rautha, yes. I think is the name. Yeah, Fade Rautha. Which, yeah. which yeah. Could, could we just talk really quick? That <laughs> that freaking fight scene that was great. Knife stage. That is all, some of the all best of the fight scenes in the movie I've are fantastic. In a long time though, like yeah, the, just, the quickness because oh, yeah. it was them for a majority of it. I feel yeah. Like. So I was like, I was very impressed. It's the quickness, oh, yeah, it's the choreography, it's the lack yes. of music. I love when they cut music for a fight scene. It always draws you in yeah. and just what a visceral, great fight scene. I actually had to figure out though, at the end, how he ended up killing him. I was like, did he take the blade that he got stabbed with and then like yeah. stalled him with his other hand as he got the blade out of his chest and then stabbed? I think that's how it happened. Yeah. He, but like he, for a minute, yeah, I was like, how? His abdomen, he, he yeah, was that's what I figured happened. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and also it's, um there's a really funny story about the fact that uh, Timothy Chalamet, he is incredible in that scene. Yeah. And you could see him doing all the flips and all that other stuff. He did and, the Captain America flip. Yeah, he oh, did yeah, the that flip. That happened. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Fucking spider I, I, monkey I over here. I did one in the first one. But, but when he no, was no, training. No, no, no. That it was, was a, a that, stunt that, that was a CG double. Ah, good and, job, and, Timothy. Wow. Wait, was this actually him doing it, it was, though? Yeah, th there was something um, on the red carpet I'd seen that apparently he was like, you know, there's all those shots of like um, him having the visions of him in the future with the blue eyes and the dude that's like, well, the stunt double that's essentially him doing all the flips and doing all that stuff. He's like, shit, I got to learn all you of I got to learn how to do that. You know Zendaya hooked him up with Tom Holland and they practiced. Oh, oh you know God, that yeah. happened. It has to be. It has to be. It's like, let me show you my flip. <laughs> yeah. but, but Let yeah. me show you how I landed Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll touch on Austin Butler in a second who we have to absolutely talk about. But um, going back for a second to Chalamet's performance, he does something after he defeats Ralpha in that scene where he you know, basically motions for Christopher Walken to like kiss his ring and to basically pledge to him. And when Christopher Walken hesitates, he literally like stomps on the ground. And it's yeah. one of the best parts of the movie, not just because the sound is so good, but because it's such an unexpected, shocking moment. Like, it, like you could hear a pin drop in our theater when it happened, where everyone was like, Jesus. <laughs> like, yeah. was, it was literally just like watching pure evil incarnate for like a split second. And it was. Oh, Chalamet, I, I don't know if that was like that choice was so mwah, chef's kiss. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and and also the build up to that as well, because, I mean, even throughout the first Dune movie, you get, you know, the hints towards the emperor and the hits, the hints that you don't cross the emperor. Like the emperor is the most feared human being in the galaxy and you don't fuck with him. And the very second he sees him, you like, like, like just the utter confidence that he has in his eyes where he's like, Take the prisoners, and then he learned. And then the first thing he tells him is, "Oh, you know what? You either you either give me the throne, and I take your daughter, and uh, we're we're all, we're all good on that. And if you refuse, uh, what 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 are you gonna do? Yeah. Well, I'm gonna have this champion over here. I'm gonna have Faye fight you, and hopefully try to kill you. He's like, really? Do you really want to waste my time doing this right now? But but I but I oh, love man. that. Roland also look. has that Zendaya's moment where his look, man, when he's yeah. like, I, I want you know, I'll take her hand, and that cut to Zendaya. Whew. Oh yeah. Oh his his cold hearted line, right? Because he knows that's his plan before they even enter the room, and he just goes through like, just see, it. remember, 
I'm going to love you until my last breath or whatever. I'm like, I, when he said that, I already know what he's going to do. I'm like, you son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and just the, the gas that we got in our audience people when he pissed. did that, people were like, oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> but I do love, like, I want to shout out the costume designers in that oh. scene particularly because I, like, this, like, this Villeneuve's genre here, like, he has really been leaning into the fact that like, honestly, I don't know, like I didn't read the books. I don't mm -hmm. know, yep. but they seem to be leaning a lot more into the women have the power in this kind of universe. Oh, absolutely. And Jezzeret and Jessica and Zend like Zendaya, like the character of Johnny in this is very different from the other movie. Mm -hmm. She has a lot more to do. And I love that she's kind of the dissenting voice throughout of, Hey, uh, are we paying attention to what's going on? <laughs> uh, but just the costume designers, like they do such a good job of when we finally see the emperor in front of uh, Paul, like he's just, he's basically wearing pajamas. He's like, yeah. he's just an old man <laughs> past his prime in like very like toga looking yeah. robes. Meanwhile, his daughter who has been clearly trained on all fronts by the Bene Gesserit and also her father, she is really the power mm -hmm. that is getting ready to take over. And she is, in all intents and purposes, like she's in a suit of armor. It is a veil, yeah. but it is her veil that's a suit of armor. So that was just a the, the level of details in everything in the production design is so beautiful. There's meaning behind everything, and I love that. I would love to see just constant. We're getting the Blu-ray clearly, oh god, and we're going to listen to the commentary. And I want to hear commentary from every single person on this production. <laughs> so good, you know, you know, like when he was asking uh, the Emperor to like kiss his ring. It just reminded me of that scene in Seven Psychopaths where like. <laughs> He's like down the street, to. and he's just like, "Put your no. hands up." No, <laughs> why not? I don't want do to. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Too bad. <laughs> but it's all I could think about. I was like, "Oh my god, I, I, I can't right now." Um, but yeah, speaking of the cast, let's talk about Austin Butler, who blew me away in this movie because I think we all were a little bit like, because they were hiding his voice in the trailers, and I was like, "Is it because he sounds like fucking Elvis?" And yeah. Luckily, as soon as he starts talking, I was like, thank God. Not only do I not hear Elvis, but he's fucking terrifying. Here's the thing. <laughs> the first line out of his mouth still has a twinge of the Elvis. And I went, oh, no. But he, <laughs> they do pick it up. Like, later on, it's better. But I will say, I noticed of all the cast members, he, he has a lot of ADR or at least off-screen delivered lines so I don't know if they went back and they were like, we want to get a little bit more of that Elvis out of there, please. Because <laughs> there were like everyone else. This is a movie of a lot of close ups. Yeah. Because he got a hot cast and he knows it. So like mm -hmm. he knows he can zoom right up in people. But there were a lot of lines that he, you were seeing reactions to what he is saying instead of what he's actually saying. Yeah, I did. I did so. get that, too. But I don't know how much of that was was because he dropped because he, he just couldn't shake the Elvis voice or it's because of the black teeth that he was fighting throughout every take. Too. But yeah. having said that, like <laughs> it works for the character because yeah. you're seeing a lot of reactions of people just terrified of what is this guy going to do? So, mm. yeah, like I like I'm I've never been the biggest Austin Butler fan, um, <laughs> but he did a great job. He, he's not like my favorite one of the cast, but he definitely he served his purpose by all means. <laughs> yeah, he he certainly impressed me. And again, when they first uh, Austin Butler's name was never on my list of people who yeah. could have played Fade Rathar like. I had my I had my head cannon of Harry like Styles. Oh God! <laughs> we have no. Let's get Harry Styles now. <laughs> oh God! Oh goodness! But then but then they announced Austin Butler, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna have faith in Denny that he's gonna pull something great, yeah. and he did. And you know, not only with with just the performance, but just with the writing of his character as well. Like yeah, the scene that he has with Raban, you're just like, holy shit. All right. We got somebody who's even crazier than Batista on yeah. this planet. All right. Damn. I mean, like yeah, he again. was unhinged in this film, which I didn't expect. Oh yeah. Cause in the first <laughs> one, he's such an imposing figure and then he's just failing Oh, I, I love the change where he's just like constantly failing and he's getting yeah. more emotionally erratic. Like that's that like bit early on where he like slams the guy into the freaking like console because yeah. he's so frustrated. I was like, holy yeah. shit. <laughs> oh, 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 you, you were, I mean, I mean, heck you were, you were there to witness it. But when, when, when he, when, um, when Raban lands on, on the spot, on the dirt and he's trying oh. to look for, uh, 
um, what deep? Where are you? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, just Paul is walking to yeah. him, and you see the utter terror in his face. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh my oh. god! <laughs> oh, and can we for a second appreciate how cool every single time he does it, where he has the fremen like hide in the sand, and they yes. just they just pop up. How fucking amazing yeah. it always looks <laughs> yeah. out of the space, like daisies yeah <laughs> no and I, I remember i was trying to figure out like, in the scene I, and i felt like such an idiot afterwards where like there's like these little metal oh, things sticking out of the breathers the breathers yeah. and i was yeah. like what the fuck are they? are they some kind of sensor and then they pop up I'm like oh this breathing apparatus of course <laughs> you fucking clever fucks <laughs> yeah which again it's one of those things where i mean you show that and you run the risk of demystifying that whole mystique of the Fremen when they pop up. And then yet, because you see the process and you see how everything worked, you're like, Oh, this is awesome. And you still can't take your eyes off of mm. it. And, and j just even um, the first, <laughs> the, the first um, spice harvester scene where they take it out. And then you're like, Okay, that works. And those then, incredible lasers. That oh. why did we have those later on? <laughs> yeah, but also just just in just in the way um, Timothy Chalamet is kind of, kind of sort of portraying just the fact that he's still getting used to all those all those takedowns. And then he has that moment where he's like, "I'm gonna run over to that harvester leg right there." And then literally, he runs literally over, like, the harvester Shit! legs move in a certain <laughs> sequence. But he couldn't keep track. Apparently, it's like not keeping track of the bullets. And it, as soon as he decides to run, it starts moving. He's like, "Shit!" Shit. He's lucky. <laughs> he's fast. He's lucky. Yeah, he's, fast. he's lucky. He's fast in many other scenes too, including. Probably my favorite scene of the entire movie, the sandworm. Oh, writing that was scene. that was that, amazing. So, oh, and here's the thing: when we <laughs> not went that to, big. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we saw that. Um, they they showed us uh, that little snippet um, after Doom Part One had ended uh, a couple the weeks ago. Yeah, the, when they did a re-release for Part One, they were like, "Stay afterwards to see something about Part Two. So mm -hmm. obviously, everyone stayed. Oh yeah, it was great. <laughs> and was there and they anything? showed us what? Was there anything? Yeah, they yeah. they showed the essentially the first yeah. ride, the first one. Oh, the sandworm. Oh, okay. Yeah, they yeah. started from when him and Javier are doing their little sand walk <laughs> up, the, up the dune, and then yeah, you get the yeah all, all the way up into his favorite sequence. Right. So yeah, pr pretty much my favorite sequence of the entire movie, but. It's my favorite in so many aspects. And, and it's Denise's favorite, too, because that's what yeah. they said when they showed the clip. He was like, this is the reason I wanted to do Dune. Was when yeah. I was a child reading this part of the book, I was like, I can see it and I want to do it. Mm -hmm. so. And it's also one of those scenes that I remember reading the book and being like, this looks and sounds ridiculous in my head. <laughs> and then the thing is, the 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 what's called the, um, the David Lynch version, it's a joke. Yeah. It's, it's such a joke in I that version. I can only imagine. And, and then... And then just seeing the preparation that goes into it and seeing like, you know, just even the use of the sound effect where he's on the dune and then he's like tapping on the sand and it sounds so radically yes. different and so, so vibrant in our theater in the IMAX. And then like the second that, that all of a sudden the, the spice worm starts coming to him and then you see the utter look of horror on Javier Bardem's yeah. face. Not, like, oh shit, big. it's a big one. <laughs> Javier Bardem crushed it comedically. Oh my god! Yes, me too. He was so good. One like, of the, like, the biggest this pops. Is a very, yeah. <laughs> One of the biggest this pops. This is a very serious <laughs> movie, but he got jokes. Like oh, he, he had oh, he, jokes. In he this had film. great timing. Like the whole scene where Paul's like denying that he's like the Messiah or whatever, and then it cuts right to the Messiah is being modest. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, that got such a huge laugh. Like, like, oh, that's written. And I love the fact that the ending is so dour and so yeah, sad. And he's the only one that's like, yeah, we're going to go fight. <laughs> yeah, I, the only one I was so like, glad he got a bigger role. Like, like all, all his hopes and dreams have just happened. Why why haven't I gotten a Stilgar figure? I know. Yeah, well, now I you haven't like, seen. Now that we've seen the movie, you know he's like the best thing in it. Yeah, oh, now yeah. you know he's the tits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. But yeah, that's... Uh, so many things, so many things, so many things, so many things that we love about this movie. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's just oh, there's so oh, many so things crazy. that are just so unbelievably uh -oh. good. Okay, we got you back. Okay, no, <laughs> <we're> froze. <laughs> yeah, no, you guys froze a little bit before too, but you came back. There. So stay there. with me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but um, what would you say is your favorite sequence of the entire movie, though? Oh, that's really tough. Oof. I mean, I like 
if I were to like split into two categories, the first being like action heavy, second being like character driven, like mm-hmm. action heavy, I think I just have to go with like the sandworm scene just because of just how immersive it felt and how like exhilarating it kind of felt as if like you were on the worm and like feeling the joy that he's feeling and the exasperation of trying to like ride it. For, by himself like for the first time amazing um and it did not disappoint because i was like watching the trailers and i was like this scene is going to be incredible i know it and it did not let me down at all um but character driven i think i have to say the scene where he kind of just barges into the council and just starts like connecting with everybody and just showing the power that he now has and what he sees and it's just terrifying but also completely captivating and where, where i knew this movie just went from being like really fucking good to like genuinely a masterpiece of like wow like they've done such a good job with this character where i feel like in another director's hands his trajectory would have been rushed where it would have just felt like okay he went from being good to evil really fast and the thing that i think is hilarious is that this movie does the whole family lineage twist that they did in (laughs) rise of skywalker but it does it way better (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so it's like oh we're harkening and i was like oh are they pulling the fucking palpatine thing right now but it actually works <laughs> well, like, see, i was sold worried about that of like i haven't read the books mm-hmm. so i don't know but like they made a big deal about when josh brolin character gurney, gurney uh, yeah. I, i'm learning the name gurney? Oh, yeah, Alex. Gurney. <laughs> when he reveals it's like oh we have the atreides nuclear arsenal over here and it can only be opened by genetic uh material of house atreides so i'm like oh does he is technically both atreides and harkonnen so does that mean that we're gonna be able to go get some harkonnen uh nuclear devices and then we just blow everything up yeah. So I don't know. Don't tell me. But in my mind, that's immediately where I went. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was crazy. And not only did they sell that well, but the whole thing with uh, Rebecca Ferguson's character, like talking to her baby, that should not have yes. worked. I love it that. should not have worked. And I was like, they're doing the whole Marilyn Monroe thing that backfired for them so badly. And here... <laughs> It's eerie. It's creepy. It's kind of fucking cool. And I'm like, I'm just, it just, it's just the difference of being in another person's hands creatively. Like, mm-hmm. It's just, it's wild. And also, not only that, but it's it's treated so seriously. But it also gets a laugh, like a very earned laugh, where all of a sudden she's yeah. standing well, there. Funny when she, and it's, like, like, it's kind of like darkly funny. You, yeah, you get like yeah. a reaction because she has like her attendants behind her and everything. And at one point, she's like, "Be quiet!" And the person next to her is like. <laughs> What? <laughs> well, it's great. So yeah, no, Rebecca Ferguson, like she was great in the she's first a, one. But... She's always an unsung hero in both of these movies. Yeah. She never gets enough credit. She's phenomenal here. She got oh. so much to do in this one. And like, yeah. she really is the driving force for what actually is happening in terms of the plot. And like, yeah, she's, she's like, quite the I, I love her like boss moment at the end where <laughs> she gets to ride in with her mother, reverend mother of the, the Fremen now and just be like, bitch, you thought I couldn't do this? Like, yeah, yeah. It's freaking wild. But also, I didn't realize, it did make me laugh, but I didn't realize that like, oh, they show the, the fighters mm-hmm. doing the sandworm riding and everything, but I didn't realize we could just use them like a bus. And like, <laughs> so when they like put her in her little like wicker almond on top of the worm and we're just wicker like, goes south, I was like, this is amazing. So, <laughs> Welcome yeah. to Sandworm Railways. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> mind the gap. Damas y caballeros. No, but, oh, oh my, my god, just, just everything, just everything about this movie somehow works. It genuinely is just one of the best sequels I've ever seen. It's just, it's so good. Is there anything else that for you guys like stood out, or anything that like you forgot to mention that maybe you want to throw out there now? Anna Taylor Joy was a yeah, big she popped up too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that like like knowing where they're gonna go with it with Messiah in the role that Alia Paul's sister plays later on. I'm like, oh, that's that's great casting right there. So I'm very excited to see what she has to do later on. But the little brief glimpse of her that we got, I yes, thought it was I, I thought that was a perfect moment because like she she has such like this ethereal beauty to her that she looks like she's from another world. So like mm-hmm. it makes sense that like one of the most magical kind of beings is gonna be portrayed by her. I think she's gonna do a fantastic job. Yeah. Only so. Oscar Isaac and Rebecca Ferguson could make yeah. children like this that. Is, <laughs> this is a universe of beautiful people, unless you're Harkonnen. Yeah. Oh yeah. So. Harkonnen's a little rough around the edges. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but when the Baron 
the Baron when he gets his big death scene and he mm. they they, they slice wild. his little magic dialysis machine and he mm. he gets a brief moment where he's like I can make it I, this is my moment no one's <laughs> yeah. paying attention to me no, I'm no, gonna no, take no, it and from I right love now. how how uh Fade you know is looking at him crawling up the steps and he's not even the least bit worried yeah <laughs> oh yeah because you, you I mean there's definitely a lot of implications in the book and especially in the movie as well too that you're like. Oh yeah, no, like Faye is like sitting there and he's enjoying all the pain that the Baron is going through right now. I mean, yeah. He's a masochist. Oh, absolutely. Thing, so <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So oh goodness. But what what else? What else? <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> Andres just doesn't so want to stop much. talking about dude. It's <laughs> he's so like, I don't beautiful. want it to be over. <laughs> yeah, like I love like the Clearly, there was some kind of choreographer for a lot of uh, the movements for the different peoples and everything. Like the Fremen, the whole sandwalk thing. They clearly mm -hmm. got someone to like when when Chani's <laughs> teaching Paul how to do it, and he tries to mansplain. He's like, "Well, actually, in the text that and then I was he's just reading, like, okay, never mind, go and on." And he's like, "Never mind, great, another great line." But then you essentially they get like a little tango out into the sunset, <laughs> and I'm like, "That was really cute." Uh, and when they have the um, well, during the gladiator fade birthday battle or whatever the hell it is <laughs> they have these like really interesting guards around with like these hammerhead the beetle <laughs> yeah uh, things and they're they're all like, striking these really great moves like we were well, we were hoping for the weird spider creature thing to come back but mm -hmm. they were equal like in like me just getting distracted that was a really cool look at like there's a lot oh, of yeah. they're not supposed to be the thing you're focused on but i'm like they're really cool and uh when we got to the water of life scene that one actress that's like so Apparently the keeper of the baby When they got to that scene and they're showing the little like the sand is moving. So like you should like immediately know what's going on. But the guy next to me, when she pulls out the sandworm, he was like, It's a baby sandworm. He was so excited. <laughs> but yeah, like her physicality was very like modern dance kind of thing. And it was just really again, power. Mm -hmm. Everything in this has like they, there's a lot of thought but put behind every single little detail of whether it just be set dressing, costume, movement, the lines, like the the actual lines in the, the script, like they're pretty straightforward, but there's levels to how much power is behind it. I love the scene of uh, Rebecca Ferguson and Zendaya when they're like, she, they're about to go to war. They're like, this is the final battle essentially. And Chani at that point, she is like fed up. She's like, no one is listening to me. I am seeing what's happening. And you keep <laughs> saying that I'm wrong, but I'm totally right. And just look mm -hmm. at this. Uh, but Rebecca Ferguson walks in and she's like, I, I wish you good luck in the battle to come. And Zendaya, she is fantastic. She, in this she's game. yeah, she's great. She, because she like people give her crap sometimes of like, oh, she's a little too modern to be here. And she does have some modern like modern mannerisms, mm -hmm. but they work. They work so good. And in that scene, she does have a big attitude of like, I'd wish you good luck in the battle too, but your battle's already won. You've got everything you wanted. Congratulations. Like yeah. it is a fantastic <laughs> little one-on-one -on -one dialogue there. I love it. It's beautiful. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's preaching to the choir at this point. It just, it's, it's so good. It just go see it, it people. Just go oh, see it. I can't, oh, I, oh, oh, listen, listen. I can't the, wait the, to see it again. The second that the movie was over, I was like, like okay. All right, when can we go again? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're already planning to go see it over at the Jordans and definitely yes. definitely during the weekend for sure and see it in, on the big two-story IMAX screen, which is already almost sold out. Now. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, which the, is great uh, to see. Great the to one see. big IMAX screen we have by us, like the 70 millimeter one, like that's sold out for like weeks. Like I think it's going to be yeah. sold out for its entire run. Like even during the week, it's like, also that yeah. it's I feel wild. like Oppenheimer woke Pete Bubble up again of like it's worth it when the when you, the movie is good and they like take the time to make it a true IMAX movie it's like it's worth it to see it in the real IMAX. Yeah, I mean the the problem was that for so long just every movie just decided to go, well, you know what? We'll just put it's it in IMAX. IMAX. It's it's <laughs> like like Madam Web is showing in IMAX. <laughs> that that, oh, that was God. the reason I rushed <laughs> I had you rush out to go see Doom Part 1 with me. Yeah, cuz Madam Web was going to come in and take the screen. Yeah, so, yeah, it was only on for two days, and then it's like, oh, Madam Web takes over. It's yeah. like, really? Okay. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, but, but uh, guys, you know, I mean, I don't even think I need to ask what you guys would give it out of five pints at this point. Like, yeah, he said that when, as soon as we got to the car, he's like, what? I don't know what I'm going to rate. I'm like, five. 
you kidding me? Five. It's a five. It's a favorite already. It's five. Done. <laughs> it's it's, like, it's the it's easiest five. decision I have to make in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like it's a unanimous five out of five yeah. points. I mean, it's, oh, yeah. it's just an absolutely phenomenal blockbuster. Like it's blockbuster filmmaking at its finest. It's got the spectacle. It's got the character work. It's just, oh, it's just good in every way, shape or form. Please see it on the biggest screen possible. And when you do see it, let us know in the comments what you think of Dune part two. Let us know if you loved it as much as we did, or maybe you didn't let us know so that we can heavily disagree with you, but politely um, in the comments. And also let us know. disagree, it's all good. (laughs) Yeah, it's fine. It's, you know, it's fine just it's silence <laughs> it's fun um but yeah but also let us know what you thought of the trailers that we talked about for boy kills world and borderlands uh, and just thank you for tuning into another brand new episode of film on tap but before we head on out where can the fine people find you guys on the interwebs if they want to follow you uh you can find me jen kemp on twitter and letterbox that i'm actually doing this year and i'm Woo! so glad that dune came out because it was dire so far <laughs> but you can find me on twitter and letterbox at jk meme queen uh, I also just did an episode of the Extra mo- uh, Movie Butter podcast yeah, with, J- with JTE and Benny and Moose talking Madam Web, and that was really fun. So <laughs> if you feel like you need to process some emotions after seeing Madam Web, go watch that. We had a lot of fun. Some of us enjoyed it more than others. So it's a interesting debate. Interesting, yeah. Uh, and I also recently appeared on an episode of Cinemojis. If you like rom-coms, uh, go check it out. It's me and, and Nancy and uh, Peggy got this. It's obviously our friend David Njoyan as the host, and it was a really fun time. If you think you know rom-coms, uh, you probably will do a pretty good job. So Jen is fun. the web that connects all the shows. Yeah. <laughs> She's yeah. the best web. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Andres? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as Galagos. You can also find me uh, taking a cue from Jed over here and trying to be better about uh, posting things up on my letterbox. So, yeah, letterbox. You can also find me <laughs> as Galagos. We have to uh, remind each other sometimes. Like, yeah. did you log it yet? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like you guys <laughs> log like, it at the same like, time because like, I always see the same movie but reviewed by both of you at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> or, or it's like one of the funniest things. Like, sometimes, like, one of my favorite things is one of us will be in the bathroom for a while. And then when it come back, and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah you, you did the review it? too. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> is that why you were in there so long? <laughs> yeah. I couldn't this decide if I wanted to give it three and a half or four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, but yeah, but you can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram as Galagos, uh, Letterbox as Galagos, and then you can also find me on the High Voltage Media channel doing some uh, doing some reviews. We're still working on the Executive Decision episode. That one's kind of a little bit on a hiatus right now, but granted, it's still coming, and we've got some other stuff planned for later on. And also, I'm currently editing the Cinemojis yes. stuff, and. I'm not sure if David has announced what the next episode is. Don't announce is. it, but you I'm will not. see Hold some back. familiar faces, and it's a great episode. It's a good That's one. all you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. That's very, very exciting stuff. Definitely follow them on all of those things. Uh, and if you want to follow me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram uh, at Tom Chattelbash. You can find me on Facebook and YouTube at Chattelbash Reviews. And I believe my letterbox username is T Chattelbash. I could be wrong. I think it is. That sounds find out. let's find out um but yeah so you can follow me on there if you want to get my like you know up-to-date opinions on movies outside of youtube um but yeah like i said thank you for tuning into another new episode of film on tap whether you watched it or listened to it and we will see you on the next episode of the show film on tap where we've got the tap that never runs out take care guys it's written (laughs) i knew you're gonna do something stupid